Well, our top story, of course, is the fallout from the federal budget that came out yesterday. Uh, the major headline that the liberals want you to know about, of course, is their investment in housing. We're going to dig into this a little bit. But here, here is Christopher Freeland, the finance minister, talking about a couple of the measures on housing in this budget. We will invest in the rental housing that so many count on. We will make it easier for our young people to get those first keys of their own. And we will make the market fairer for Canadians. We will prevent foreign investors from parking their money in Canada by buying up homes. There's a lot there uh, to talk about and to try and figure out whether it actually is going to you know, make any differences and whether or not the measures that have been announced by the Liberal government will do what it intends or do precisely the opposite. Alex Boudelier is our Global News senior national politics reporter who was in the lockup yesterday. What was the lockup like yesterday? Was it, is it like a potentially a big reporter super spreader event? What was that like? Well, I can't tell you because I was in the Global News Bureau because I was very uh, worried about it becoming a, a big uh, reporter super spreader event. Normally, you know, in the before times when you have budgets in Ottawa, you know, reporters and columnists, including those who, you know, are from Toronto or Montreal or whatever, everybody comes to Ottawa for this big event. And then afterwards, you know, being reporters, we go out drinking. Um, and <laughs> my, my partner asked me yesterday, it's like, oh, so, uh, you know, are you going to be home uh, late? You know, are you going to go out uh, to the post-budget uh, after party? And I said, absolutely not. <laughs> are you kidding me? Like, normally I don't like those things, but especially when, uh, when COVID's sort of tearing through the community like it is in Ottawa right now. Nothing worse than a hacking and coughing reporter to be sitting next ha to. Hacking hacks. <laughs> uh, let's move into these housing measures. Um, let's talk about the home savings account. That, that's gonna, I think that's going to be very, very popular. Uh, but give me a sense of the limitations on it. Was it eight grand a year to a maximum of forty uh, per person? Last I checked, that's not going to get you a long way towards a down payment, especially in the GTA. Yeah, but I, I mean, I'm not a financial planner by any means, but I think you can also pair that with your savings in RRSPs that you can use as a first time home buyer. Um, you know, so so it is a significant measure and it's, it's a significant price tag. Um, and keep in mind, if you're buying a home, you know, with a partner, for instance, um, both of you can put in the maximum uh, and save up 40 grand each. And at least in Ottawa still, that, that still gets you, you know, close to what you need for a, a responsible down payment. Um, but, you know, I think that, you know, while the government has uh, identified this as an issue and it's clearly an issue that preoccupies them, it's clearly a political issue, right? Because a lot of people in your neck of the woods and, and even in mine now, um, you know, housing is, is, is out of reach of most young people. Um, but at the same time, you know, I think there's a wide acknowledgement that while the federal government can do things to help, like this new savings vehicle, um, like uh, more money to try and, uh, you know, boost the uh, amount of home building over the next, uh, you know, coming decade, you know, it's really the supply issue that's the that's the, that's driving the cost, right? So there's a limited amount of what the federal government can do on that. I think to be fair to them, um, a lot of this, as you know, you know, rests with provincial governments, rests with municipal governments. But I think the budget was a, a fairly clear indication that the the government, um, you know, acknowledges that this is an issue that they have a role in fixing. Uh, if not a political issue that could really hurt them, uh, you know, as we approach an eventual election in 2025. Coming up, Kevin Page, the former uh, budget, um, the former 
parliamentary budget officer will weigh in on his thoughts um, on the budget. But what really has struck me in the day after is the kind of consensus that this was a modest budget and much is being made of debt to GDP expected to decline uh, to 41.5% in a couple of years. Haven't the liberals successfully avoided here being branded tax and spenders with this budget? I think they have, but I think I think context is important, right? You know, it wasn't a quote unquote big spending budget after the few years that we just had, which saw unprecedented peacetime spending uh, due to the COVID-19 crisis. Um, if you look at the budget, there's still a lot of money. And, you know, it's it's funny how much the yardsticks have changed. I was looking over the, the 2019 budget last night um, because I lead a very exciting life. And I was looking at some of the dollar figures and I thought, oh, that's so cute. You know, somebody got $68 million over five years. Like they wouldn't even include that in the budget these days, right? Just the, the scale and the scope and the yardsticks of how we judge these things have changed. But in that context, I think that you're absolutely right. This budget does not seem like the liberals gave into every uh, sort of inclination they might have in terms of creating new social spending, in terms of creating no, new permanent spending. There is, a, there is you know, big ticket items around housing, uh, defense spending, cybersecurity, which is something that, that was of particular interest to me. Um, but at the same time, you know, politically, I don't think this will be perceived as, um, you know, as the conservatives sort of have been telegraphing, you know, the, the spend DP, you know, calling the shots. I think, uh, you know, most of the reaction so far has been that this has been a rather prudent um, uh, budget, including, you know, even among our friends at the National Post. All right. So then are the conservatives, are is their messaging uh, you know, sort of drawn up before the budget and now not reflecting that what actually is in it? I, you know, I think that that would be a criticism that would be, uh, you know, easy to level against them. But honestly, I don't I don't think the conservatives really care right now. I mean, they have their message track. Um, they will continue to call this government, you know, fiscally irresponsible. You might agree with that. You may not. Um, but it's not like, you know, uh, interim leader Candace Bergen would have there would have been any world where she would have come out yesterday and said, hey, you know, actually, this is pretty responsible and uh, we support it. It's just that's just not in the cards. Right. That's not the way politics works. Um, looking at the headlines of the newspapers this morning, I was really struck by this. Uh, the Globe and Mail headline, big, uh, big font, Ottawa ads 56 billion in spending. Critics fear it will fuel inflation. That's the Globe and Mail. Then you flip over to the Toronto Star. By the way, I get a lot of newspapers delivered. Uh, you should too. Uh, <laughs> Toronto Star says, uh, liberals play it safe. Budget promises lower deficit. Can both be true? Well, I think both are are relatively true. You know, it's funny, as you know, I'm a former Toronto Star uh, reporter and I was kind of tickled to see dueling columns in the star itself saying, you know, on one, you know, this is a, a budget, you know, of, of a government that is panicking about the context of the world. And then another columnist uh, and friend of mine, Susan Delacourt saying, oh, they seem to be trying to like calm people down. Um, look, I mean, these are big documents. There's a lot of policy. There's a lot of, you know, uh, uh, dollar figures attached. People can read into uh, whatever they want. Um, but, you know, at the same time, I think, by and large, the reaction politically has been, um, you know, all of the blue centrist liberals who are lighting their hair on fire over the NDP deal, um, you know, thinking that the liberals are going to take a hard left turn. I think they've been kind of reassured that, you know, the liberals are actually doing exactly what the liberals were going to do with or without that deal with the NDP. 
That's Alex Boudelier, who's our Global News Senior National Politics Reporter.